thank Brother Trail for just about all the songs go along with our, our lesson this evening, the uh, unspeakable gift of God. Uh, the First of all, let me take this opportunity to say thank on behalf of Dennis and Eddie, myself, uh, the trail and Lester this morning and, and come to the defense of our other speakers. Uh, they did not shun this opportunity to speak tonight. It's just uh, they have, they had other plans and, and situations. And Brother Randy is also going to be gone the 17th and October the 31st. So these men are gladly going to fill in there. So I just want to make everybody aware that, that, that we have a good working group of men here, and we really appreciate that. The <clears throat> it's, I guess it's, this is the time I'm supposed to say something funny to try not to show my nervousness, but I can't think of anything that funny. So uh, I thought I have been encouraged about my speaking, uh, but, you know, there are some that's always different. So I've had one or two to say, you ought to try it one more time. So we're going to do that this evening. There's three chapters I'd like for you to read. Uh, not at this time, but uh, after, this, after this lesson to get the full gist of this story. It's uh, Matthew chapter 9, uh, Luke chapter 5, or Mark chapter 5, and Luke chapter 8. <clears throat> and this story here, uh, as there's different ideas here and different points that we're going to try to point out. So I ask for your patience, and, and I might even get some of these uh, situations in the different book, but I assure you that all these situations are from these three books. In chapter 9, <clears throat> we, you know, it's the time of, of your, <clears throat> excuse me, the gift season, believe it or not, is almost here. And today makes us think of the, about that maybe a little more. But we think of the, the gift of God. This is not just a, a sermon to you. This is a, an opportunity to reflect on the gifts of God and apply them to our lives and, and just dwell on the things that he has done for us. And if you happen not to be a Christian, this opportunity to for you to become a Christian and be part of this family, the Christian family. Although the graces of God are, you have to be in his family to receive these. Uh, you have to be part of the inheritance, I'll say, to be a child of God. In, as we think of a, someone <clears throat> giving gifts, we, we think of that as what could be wrong with that? I mean, wouldn't everyone look forward to that? If someone came in here to tell us that he's, they're going to give every, everyone here a gift, we would all look forward to that, regardless of how large or how small. Uh, an example would be our fellowship uh, at Christmas time. You know, we, the men and the women of the congregation, you give a 3 or $4 gift and for the men and the women. It's no big deal, but it's the idea of it. Everyone just, that's just part of it, and we look forward to it. But 
in Matthew chapter 9, starting out, <clears throat> as Christ, he's, he comes into uh, Capernaum here, as we talked about this morning in our Bible study, he never ventured far from his home uh, town. I think I've read uh, once that 70 Mile was probably the, the farthest that he had ever gotten away from his hometown. But he comes into Capernaum here. He heals the uh, man of palsy. And then the, the scribes, they're here to, to meet him also. But they are here for the wrong reason. Is it possible that we could have people in religion today that's in there for the wrong reason? You know, he, <clears throat> he heals the man of the palsy. And the, the scribes, instead of taking advantage of, you know, being proud of this situation, they start murmuring amongst themselves. This man, he's blaspheming. The Lord giving gifts. And you remember, there are about uh, 9 and verse 4. The Lord asked them about their thoughts. Now we as Christians, what would we think if, if someone just came up out and asked you about your thoughts saying, you know, you shouldn't be thinking that. That's what happened here. Would this not... Uh, make us concerned about this man? What, what was your thoughts this morning as you <clears throat> partake of the Lord's Supper? Was you thinking about where you were going? Were you talking to the person beside of you? And I'm not implying this by any means. This is just an example. The Lord knows our thoughts. And that's where we're going to receive some of our blessings because of these thoughts. So during this time, there comes <clears throat> an apparent pause in all this controversy. And Jairus comes to the Lord. And I think Matthew's account, he, he says that his daughter is near dead, or is dead. I think in Luke's account, he, he says that she is near death. And Jairus, is, as he comes here, and while he yet spake these things, this is Matthew, the ninth chapter, 18 through 19. And while he spake these things, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay hands on her that she shall live. And Jairus... <clears throat> And Jesus arose, followed him, and so did his disciples. Jairus, this, to my understanding, the, one of the rulers of the synagogue would be compared maybe to one of the elders in the church today. And he takes this opportunity. He knows, he, he con confesses here, Lord, if you, if you could just come, you could raise her from the dead. And Jesus gets up and starts with him. You have to understand that there was a, a big situation going on here. This was not just a just walking up to him. Uh, at this time, Jesus had chosen Matthew during this time to, to
to be one of the uh, apostles. This, uh, they had left there and gone to uh, Matthew's residence or to prepare a, a big meal, this, a celebration type thing. Matthew, as we know, was the tax collector, uh, very, as we would say, well off, you know, a well-to-do man. And Peter and James and John are, are here with Christ. We learn that a little later on. But Jesus leaves this, and he starts to <clears throat> go with Jairus. And then in Luke, the 8th chapter, there in verse 43, starting, <clears throat> this lady comes up. And as, as they are leaving, we'll start with verse 43. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and when he was at the ruler of the synagogue, fell down at Jesus' feet, as we had just said a few moments ago. My one and only daughter. These three writers here give three different accounts of this situation. This is the only one that's mentioned where it's his only daughter. It's also mentioned uh, that she's 12 years old. And can you just imagine the situation, how, how thankful Jairus is here that the Lord is going to his house. But then in uh, verse 43, where the lady with the issue of blood she intercedes there, and uh, uh, you remember, I've got my scripture, like I say, mixed up there, but the lady with this issue of blood, she has had this issue for 12 years, and to study upon this issue, it's that she has spent all that she had to try to get this corrected. Now, one of the commentaries that has talked about this problem, one of the attempts that they would make to try to cure this was they would dig ditches and put some type of sticks and this type of material in these ditches. And she would have to sit over these ditches, not this lady, but any lady with this type of disease. And they would give her some wine, and she would have words to say, and she would have to do this ever so often. So you can just imagine the terrible situation that this lady was in. But Matthew tells us that she knew if she could just touch the hem of his garment, she would be healed. Now they're going to Jairus' house. They're walking through this crowd of people. And all at once, the, the Lord just stops. And he, he, he speaks that someone has touched him. Now, us as Christians in our day-to-day -day life, we think from time to time that the Lord is maybe letting us down. You know, we're receiving some things that just we shouldn't be receiving as Christians. But you just stop and take a moment of the things 
that we do receive that we might not be thankful enough for. There in in Mark's account and As soon as Jesus had heard the word spoken, he again said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Now this, this also he had, had talked to the lady there as she has <coughs> touched his garment. In Matthew, the ninth chapter, there starting in verse 20, And behold a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I would but only touch this garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Mark tells us here of how scared this lady was. Now this, uh, I don't know how to take this when he said how scared she was. I don't know if it was because of the attention that was drawn to her or if it was just the idea of just being cured at that moment that she was just overwhelmed. But he goes on to say... Thy faith had made thee whole. The woman was made whole from that hour. Now there are those that will teach us that she was saved by faith only. But if we study this and look at this very carefully, we learn that she had the faith. Her faith was that she knew if she could just touch the hem of his garment, That was the work that had to be done. The faith alone did not cure her. We go and to continue on that in Luke's account, you know, of course, he he could always count on Peter to have something to say. You know, Peter was always quick on the draw with a tongue. And when, when the Lord had asked if, who touched him, you know, we sang the song about that, Somebody's Touched Me. And that's a very popular song. But, you know, Peter, he just, he sort of made fun of the Lord about it. Lord, we are covered up with people. But the Lord knew, it says that, when this went out of him, that she was cured. He knows the numbers of the hairs on her head. He knows when a sparrow falls from the sky. So he knows any problem that we might have. I used to have a a picture, I wish I'd have kept it, that you could use, that the Christian was walking along and there was a few 
pebbles falling on his head and he thinks that the Lord's not with him because he's being pelted with a few pebbles and he, he looks up to heaven and here is the Lord, you know, holding all these big stones that were going to fall on him and he just drops a few off the side. You know, that's sort of the way we are with our life. As Brother Trail referred to this morning, you know, if, if we were going to write down every mistake we ever made, it would, it would take a very large piece of chalk. Great sadness is going to continue through our lives. We're not promised that a, a bed of roses, but we are promised that the Lord is going to be with us. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, in verse 34, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow, for it will take things of itself. For sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. This verse would say to my understanding, don't, don't bar trouble from the tomorrow. You know, we are, we are very bad for that. I mean, it's hard for us not to worry. And Carol, I guess I'm one of the worst ones because Carol says sometimes I look for things to worry about, but... <clears throat> One of us has to, so so she's not here, and I'd rather she didn't hear that. But one of us has to worry. But <clears throat> but he's saying here, don't worry about tomorrow. It'll it'll come. It'll be here. I'm going to be with you. What more could you ask for? Also, in the Matthew, the <clears throat> excuse me, the twenty eighth chapter and verse twenty, teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. The Lord provides a uh, <clears throat> response to these tragedies. He went with Jairus <clears throat> to his house, and he went with us. He will go with us. I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't claim to put this on the same level with uh, J. Iris, but I'll, <clears throat> I'll never forget. We, it, Andrea was a uh, senior in high school. It was the uh, final, it was senior night of the, the basketball uh, team. It was the night that the proud parents gets to walk out in the middle of the gym with, with their daughter and their son and for for some reason uh, I recall that it was she also played on the softball team so they had a uh, a parent meeting before this basketball game so Carol and I had, had went to the to the school for this uh, parent meeting and that was just before the ball game and we're in this meeting and of course, Andrew's going to follow up and meet us at the school. <clears throat> so the the trainer at that time, I, I don't think they still have those, but they had a very, uh, very nice young man that was the trainer at the school. He was a young family man and just, just did a great job. But I'll never forget, he, he comes to the door and he, he motions for us to come out. So 
he tells us that Andrews had an accident. She's been involved in a car wreck on the way to school. Now, I can't imagine not being able to look up and ask for help. Can you? You know, he, he was very patient, trying to explain that uh, it wasn't that bad, but the, but the way his voice was, he didn't know either. I mean, we could tell that. So, like I say, I'm not comparing this to Jairus, but this situation, there is people in this world today that do not have that opportunity that they can actually look up and ask for help. Pray that, as J. Iris did, that the Lord would, would take care of their child, would take care of them. Now that is a gift from God that we can never repay. And not on, that gift goes with us all through our lives as we live here on this earth. In 1 Peter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. As, as children of God, we have that eternal hope. We know that God is always with us. Nothing can take this away from us. So I ask you, if you're not a child of God, this is the best opportunity for you to become a child of God and, and have this hope, this eternal hope. But we've got to be patient. This is, this is not something that's just going to come overnight. James chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. But let patience have her perfect work, that we may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Our day-to-day -day lives, we can, we can never get the wisdom that we need to overcome these trials and tribulations of this world. We, we cannot do it on our own. The, he is asking here, the work will be complete if we'll just have faith in God. Also in Matthew, the 11th chapter, hope is not misplaced in Christ. As long as we're in Christ, we have this hope. Jairus' daughter was raised. We read about this three times throughout the Bible. Jairus' daughter, the widow of Nan, her son was raised. To my, to my recollection, he, he had already been dead approximately 24 hours. Lazarus was raised from the dead, which was no problem with Christ, as we know that as Lazarus, when they said that he, about him being raised, why, Lord, he's been dead so long that he stinketh. But that's not a problem with God. You know, J. Iris here, we think of him maybe as 
a little higher than, than the individual person. But, you know, as, as the Lord was on his way to Jairus' house, this humble woman, you couldn't get any more humble than she was. She didn't ask for any help at all. She, she just knew if she could just touch his garment that her problem would be solved. She didn't even want to be recognized. She wanted to do it in secret. But if you're a child of God, there is no secret. He will not keep you secret. You have the same promise of inheritance as everyone else. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. In Matthew 25 and verse 34, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, he's comparing the sheep and the goat here, Come unto the blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The Christian life is truly a gift from God. And we should always keep that in mind. If Even if, you know, to the far extent, if, if there wasn't a heaven, the Christian life would still be the life to live. So, Keep this in mind, and as, I, as I've said, this is not a sermon, so to speak. This is just a, a thought-provoking lesson, and I hope that we can take something from this and keep in mind that as we face these trials and troubles, that the Lord is with us. And always remember this: these gifts that we received from day to day and and the opportunity to just assemble on the Lord's day is a gift from God and and I, we can't understand why everyone can't comprehend that where would you rather be tonight than with God and his children oh you might Hear people use the example, well, I'm as good as someone there, but that, that's just, on the day of judgment, that's not going to hold water. So let's keep our eyes focused on the Lord. Do not take these gifts for granted. Appreciate these things every day that we receive, just like we do our family. We appreciate them and appreciate our Christian family and appreciate everyone here at Pippin as we assemble together. If there be those here this evening who for some reason, for some way that is might have strayed away, that has problems in their life or would just like the prayers of the church or just like to be comforted, we'd ask them at this time to please come forward as Brother Trail leads us in our song.